So what do you think about Michael Toss' take, my G? He said, Frick, I don't know. If there, I wish it was A, B, C, and D. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, brother. Huh? Okay. We're recording? All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, as you can see, me and Ryan are back. We have our pod mics ready to go. And so what we want to do, we want to welcome you to another Off Limits podcast where we talk about everything that may be considered off limits in today's society, world, generation, and even in the church house. It's my boy, Ryan. I'm Jelani. What's going on? What's popping, y'all? Robbie, how you feeling? Hey, if you can see what we're doing right now, we have the whole we have the whole roadmaster in the back. We have a, a little thing right. We're we're doing this by faith right now, mm-hmm. and I love it because it shows the Still process. Up. It shows you know what I'm saying. It shows the situation we're out here drinking out of a San Diego cup, and um, you know what, man, we're feeling good though. I'm primed it. up, primed and ready to go. Hey, so um, we want to start, man. Man, so- I know you dropped the bomb on Tuesday. Tuesday was f- so much fun, bro. Shout out to guys who went to our generation. Tuesday was really, really fun. I, I preached. Um, I called a message. Uh-huh. Tempted to trust. Okay. So I called pastor because I didn't want to say nothing too edgy or nothing. Yeah. So I was like. Keep it safe. Yeah. I was like, so pastor, like, I'm tempted to trust. He was like, explain it. I like, Woo! Oh. I hate when he does that to me. <laughs> oh, like, okay. okay. Go ahead. I have, a, I have a, something to say after that. So though. Go he's ahead. like. Explain it to me. I said, okay. Jesus tells a parable. Okay. Giving these boys these talents, five, two, and one. Okay. And I said, it's almost like he was daring them to trust him. Yes. Like, I dare you to trust me. Mm. Like, I dare you to, to take what I've given you and go put it to work. Okay. And then one of them obviously didn't do that. Yeah. So, you know, we talked a little bit about that, which was a whole lot of fun. But tempted to trust was, I had a lot of fun preaching that message. And I think that... Uh, a lot of people, I mean, you were in the room. What yes. did, how, how did you feel about it? Okay, automatically, because I feel like everybody knows you already, right? Yeah. So I want to say the majority of the people that were there heard you preach before. Okay. So automatically, it was a juiced up vibe. It was, okay, remember I was filming. I was filming yeah, that day, that right? And I go to Kiki. Kiki's like, oh, he going to kill it. <laughs> I go to Joshy. Joshy don't like nobody. Joshy's the pastor's kid, if, if you're wondering. But he's the he's a jokester, right? Yeah. In the back, he's cooking everybody. <laughs> I put them on. Usually I go like, hey, yo, what do you think about the preachers? Like, eh, right? Everybody's eh. Even me sometimes, eh. I go, okay, how you feel about Ryan? Right? He ain't even started yet, but how do you feel right now? He's like, he's going to do good. No, he goes, he's going to do good. <laughs> That's what we talk. He's going to do real good. I'm like, bro. So you had everybody gas, right? And of course, you started it, right? So for this one, I did notice you started it off. You were explaining. You took it slower. Yeah. Because the first one, you, you breezed through it, right? I sprinted, bro. It had been AK-47. About, been about a year since I preached. And then I went straight into the church. Yes. I think I was a little more comfortable with uh, students and young adults. Yeah. Just because I had been there for 10 years. Yeah. So I think, man, I wish I would have got to preach to them first, then into the church. Mm-hmm. But either way, bro, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's what God called me to do. And I'm, I'm happy to be back in the bag. hundred percent, bro. Like. And we're all excited that you're back in the bag. So, okay, let's, let's stick on uh, Tuesday. So Tuesday, so you started off, right? It was slow. And I was very curious. I'm like, when is he going to flip it on? Yeah. Right? Because guys like us, we, we flip it. Got to. And for this one, I can tell you took it real tamed, mm-hmm. a lot of self-control. Mm-hmm. And then about 10 minutes in, 
that was it. Yeah. And I was like, boom. Oh, he flipped it on. That yeah. was it. And automatically, you, I felt the, the shift in the room because in the beginning, if you recall, it was quiet. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. It was like the vibe was like nobody's clapping. It was no. a little weird. And the majority were high schoolers. Yeah. No, a lot of high schoolers. <laughs> a lot of high schoolers. Yeah. And high schoolers are some cold savages, right? So if they don't like you, they really don't like you. Yeah. And in the beginning, I think because you were going slow, all those that maybe didn't know you, like the basketball players, yeah. the Twin Towers, right? May, I don't know if they thought it was like I was going to be born or whatever, but bro, when you flip the switch, that's when it hit. Yeah, I th I think you got to respect. So when, it, when no matter when you're when you're preaching in front of new people, people that have been there, you got to respect like no one. No one likes the dude that just kicks the door in mm. and comes in hot. Yes. Bro. It's like, oh, my God, he's here. And if you're if you're not ready for it, it's yeah. a lot. So mm -hmm. I think preaching's a lot of the same. Uh, can be a lot of the same way, man. So a hundred percent. And when you're preaching, bro, you gotta you you gotta take time to to work the the, the point, you know. Yes. And you can't assume everyone knows. Mm. You can't assume everyone understands what you're speaking on what you're preaching on yes. or even the points you're bringing about no. and you can't assume that just because when you got the revelation of what god like what you've heard and what god showed you you can't just assume like yo this is so fire yeah. that everyone else is just gonna believe it's fire it's true like manny arango said um you have you, you should preach like you're in a in a, in a debate Meaning, oh, okay. I never heard me, that one. Yeah, it's so he he's a dope priest. Shout out Manny Rango. Yeah. You want to come on the pod, let me know. Ooh. Uh, oh, be, you coming on the pod. <laughs> that'd be fire. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fire. He has a pod, so it'd be dope. Anyway, yeah. uh he, like when he's he's saying preach again in a debate, not like I'm in an argument with somebody, okay. but I I do have to convince people of something. Mm. Okay. Oh, I yes. have to convince people of this truth. Yes. So you gotta take time. So I try to operate like I'm a lawyer in a courtroom, yep. giving him my opening statement before I provide all my evidence. That's it. Yeah. So that's just kind of how I, I, when I say I got back to it, that's okay. I got back to that. I love it. I so love it. It was fun. And what I did notice too is that, okay, so of course we had a bunch of high schoolers and they're already fired up because we just got back from the revival in, El, in Chino, right? Yeah, yeah. So some of them, like the girl, right? I automatically think about that girl. And um, she was right there bawling, bro. Yeah, she crying. was broken. She was broken. And she's not a church girl. She yeah. was like a cheerleader. That's awesome. Broken. Right, That's dope, bro. And the power, the power of the Holy Spirit in that service, bro. I felt it super thick. And um, and but there was a there was a scenario. Remember, she was like, um, the preacher or the, the other guy goes, um, "What do you need?" Right? Yeah. And then she goes, "I need the burdens to be taken off." Yeah. Right. I do feel like she meant to say, like, "I need this pain. I need God to take away the pain, maybe." Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or bring healing, for sure. Um, but nonetheless, I thought it was beautiful how. Throughout the message, it happened. The altar call hit. Yeah. And, bro, that brokenness happened. Mm -hmm. And even after the HSI, because it's always a famous thing, they come back and they're not broken no more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They come back and it's like they've got a nuke bot dropped and it's like, okay, how are you going to drop a harder nuke? Or sometimes they just leave. Yeah, and, bro. But when I seen the brokenness, I'm like, man, this is powerful, bro. Yeah. Like, that's when I felt like it was like a timely word. So we were, back, we were backstage talking about that. Yep. So when you said that, I felt like, okay... I don't know if, so I think people are, are constantly looking for, they're constantly looking for relief, bro. And people need it, bro. There we go. Like people, people need relief. People need the the healer. And Jesus is the healer, bro. Right. Rightfully so. He's the healer. And I think that 
something we got to remember those two even if you do have burdens god just jesus like when you give your life to christ he's going to give you a new burden yes it's true like there is a burden of carrying the cross there is a burden of denying your flesh there is a burden of trying to take a city trying to be a leader there is a burden so i think you're 100 right like i think that she was trying to find the words to 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 like vocalize or verbalize what she was feeling on the inside and that was kind of like the tension of the message was like sometimes Jesus gave all these dudes talents. Two of the dudes flip the bag, come back. Jesus is heck happy with them. And then the one dude just doesn't. And I really wanted to break that down because I don't think that, I think there's a lot of people that either watching the pod or Mm -hmm. people that are in our lives or even us. Sometimes you can feel like, dang, what I got, what I feel like God put inside of me Mm. doesn't match what I see happening around me. Wow. And that'll cause you just to straight up doubt what God's given you. Yeah. And I, that's what I, sometimes she, people feel like that. Like, yep. man, if God wants to do so much great in my life, why do I feel this way? A hundred percent. Why do I feel like life sucks? Why do I feel like I'm not going to make it? Why do I feel like I don't want to live no more? Yep. And, but the Bible says all these other things contrary to the way I'm feeling. That's the tension people constantly live in, bro. It's like, mm-hmm. how do I live this life with this great thing inside of me, but life sucks all around me? It, yeah. And it's, it, it, it can be kind of tough. So that to that point, I think that you're you're 100% right, man. But I, I think that's what people just got to look at, bro. Mm-hmm. People just need to take time. And I think that youth need that. I yep. think men and women need that. Marriages need that. They need time to not just get relief, but to to grab a hold of, of revelation. Revelation. Is grab it, a hold of the revelation of like, yes. like, man, this revelation is what God has shown me. I think that there's going to be, I think that there needs to be like an awakening of revelation. Yeah. Like where people that are just getting the word of God in their hearts and their minds and mm-hmm. it's just opening them up to see things. A hundred percent, bro. So when I think about the revelation and relief, I go back to the Jesus Revolution movie. Never, so <laughs> never seen it. Hey, so let me just bad break. Christian alert. I've real quick, real Jesus quick, real Revolution. quick, right? Okay, I I pulled up to half the movie, but I came in already knowing like the majority of the movie because Sister Carmen already gave me fat nuggets. Yeah, she let you know. It's already. tilting right there. Hey, so she gave me fat nuggets, right? Uh-huh. And she was saying that the gist of it, right? I'm going to go ahead and get off limits and, and spill the beans, okay? Okay. So it all talked about there was a pastor, right? He was a nice white pastor, mm-hmm. beautiful church, right? But the church was real small and it was real like tenant for the older folk, okay? Okay. So what ended up happening was the preacher had a daughter. And in that time, it wasn't really like the gangster movement or the heroin addict okay. movement. It was more like the hippie Hippies, movement. You right. feel me? Okay. Okay. So the daughter is in that vibe. Okay. She's a hippie. She's a hippie, right? She's, She's in it. trees. Trees, peace, love, joy, <laughs> hair down. No, you know what I'm saying? No deodorant. Peace, bro. <laughs> Armpit hair, banging. Feel me? So, <laughs> so the daughter of the preachers is, right? This is where the story gets juicy. Uh-huh. And the pastor's doing this church. He wants to grow the ministry, mm-hmm. right? And, okay, all of a sudden, the girl, the daughter, she's driving her whip, and she sees a man, right? His name is Lonnie. Shout out, Lonnie, right? And he's walking, and he has like a Jesus shirt on. Okay. And she reads it from the back, and it catches her eye. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, there's a Jesus dude, but he looks like one of us, right? Yeah. In modern day, it would be like, oh, I see this dude with a Jesus shirt on, but he got the J's on, he got the baggy pants yeah. on, he got the fade on. Like, he looked like one of us, yeah. right? So the girl pulled over, and she hollers at Lonnie. And she's like, hey, um, so are you Christian, or what's up with the T-shirt? And this hippie ended up being a Christian, a believer, 
So the whole thing, right? She takes the hippie, takes yeah. Lonnie, takes him to the house, and goes like, "Yo, my dad's gonna love you. <laughs> Not only are you a hippie, but you're a follower of Jesus." Right? Gas, right? So then they ended up building this beautiful relationship, the pastor and Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Lonnie starts growing in the ranks of the ministry, right? And then, but one thing about Lonnie is that he didn't move in religion. He moved off of revelation. Okay. And he was like on Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. So he wasn't like, he wasn't on that, like that church life like that. He was more right. like, he was real close to his relationship with the Holy Spirit and God. Okay. And he, he moved with everything that the Holy Spirit spoke to him, okay. right? So they started doing like the tent revivals, South Calvary Chapel was starting. So Lonnie, he starts getting opportunities to be behind Popey. Okay. Okay. And when you give somebody else opportunities, you're going to hear some different stuff, of course, right? I'm pretty sure when Pastor Sonny took the mic, he was sounding way different from where everybody sounded like. So anyway, Lonnie got the mic, and then um, he starts starts going for it. He starts preaching bars. And then towards the end, Mm. he starts moving into gifts. He's like, like supernatural gifts, like, like, no, like, uh, like T-Rock gifts. Like, Hey, I, I feel somebody in my heart right now that, that, that's going through depression. So like prophetically, prophetically. And he starts calling out people like, Oh, I I feel somebody has a heartache because they just lost their wife Uh and I need to come up because the Lord wants to give them relief. Mm -hmm. I'm getting revelation right now. Yeah. And I want to bring you relief right now. What? And Lonnie was moving through it, but the trippy thing was that all the religious folk were chastising Lonnie. Nah, this ain't real. Yeah, we're gonna talk. Nah, about this is now nah, we're getting in there. We nah, this is fake. It. Nah, he's being dramatic. Nah, the Holy Spirit don't move like that. Holy Spirit's not speaking to him. That's Lonnie. He's just trying to be impressive, right? He's just trying to. So, bro, the end bro. of the thing, they end up parting ways. But, but within that. Through Lonnie moving through the revelation yeah. and he's moving through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, bro, the church starts booming. Hippies start coming through. Getting saved. Hippies start getting saved. And then wow. through that, bro, is a domino effect. That church blew up. Damn. But there was a powerful moment in the, in the movie mm-hmm. where um, he starts moving, but then before the preaching, the pastor goes, hey, Lonnie, some of the church folk, like the OG church folk, uh-huh. They've been kind of concerned about the things you've been doing. Oh, so what I'm going to need you to do, I'm going to need you to here. calm down, yeah. stop stop moving through the, the revelation, and I need you just to preach a simple message, bro. bro. Yeah. Then it'll parting ways. Miss me. And I don't know the rest of the movie, but <laughs> that, 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 I thought bro, of that. So, the relief from revelation. Man, go ahead. I wanted to stop you so many times. I yeah, know, so we got to go. slow just down. Go, no. Just go, just go. We're just going to slow down. Just okay? go slow down. So the first thing, right, I want to talk about is um, the look. Yes. Okay. The look. And I and I've been wrestling with this, bro, because I I agree. Okay. Um, and I, I maybe we can post a clip or maybe we'll run a short later. But yes. so I read I read I seen something from Isaiah Saldivar. Shout out Isaiah. You want to get on the pod? We can get on the pod. We too. need you, man. <laughs> or invite me on the pod. Oh, no, bro. I love him. I he does the deliverance ministry. I love it. Yeah. Right. But then he said something about um, oh, these pastors get out of the cars looking. I thought they were rappers. Right. And I thought of the Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mike Tyler right? looking like a rapper. I see, I see that clip where he was giving out, when you got TD, TD Jake books. Yes, bro. I'm like, bro, you look like you spin bars. Yeah, yeah. He does spin bars. He, he, and he does, <laughs> he though. Does. But I'm just thinking, like, the first thing I thought of was, like, uh, we're not against we're not against rappers. He's cold, yeah. But we are against those thugs, right? Yeah. So, but, bro, I'm just thinking to myself, like, the look i think the look matters yes right but to isaiah's point he said don't be out here flexing on me like yes i i 
I 100% get it. But then I hear stories like that, and I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, the look, right? The look did, it did break through in people. But what, but what matters more, right? Is, is, does the look matter more, or does what Jesus, like Jesus had done something in that individual's life? Because what I yes. think happens, yes. correct me if I'm wrong behind the screen. Pretty sure. Uh, what happens is, is people say, oh, don't, you can't judge me based off the way I look, and they just wanted mm. to stop there. Mm. Like, they don't want us to look behind the curtain of how you really act and how you really live. Yes. I mean, but, like, like what's, I mean, like, what, like where's, the, where's the line with that? Where are we at with that? Like, what, I mean, does it matter how I look? Does it matter yeah. how I live? What, 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 like, what really matters the most? Yeah. Does how I look, can it hinder the presentation of the gospel? Mm. It, does the way I look, I mean, like, bro, I just, that kind of frustrates me because people, like, also, some people are so, and I feel like it's only a church thing, bro. Yeah. It's only in church that we really focus on that, like, yeah. or are you dressing right? You say right? out are appearance you, look, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, like automatically, like, man, I think about, I think about the men's home, okay? Yeah. Ties, right? Uh-huh. If you know what the men's home is, for all the viewers, it's um, our rehabilitation home. And um, we moved through, of course, Jesus and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, teach them how to pray, read, and fast. But then we also teach the men that are broken what it is to be a man, too, right. right? A man of God and For also sure. a man. For sure. Work, balanced life, spiritual, sure. natural, all that. So anyway, um, as you know, in the home, they have them wear suits and ties mm-hmm. because they're saying like the outer reflection of that, right. it, 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 helps them, it helps them walk different, talk yeah. different. Uh, respect themselves yeah. in, a, in you know in such a way, and so I do think look does matter in that regards. Yeah. I mean, you look good, you perform good, right? Right. right. No, 100%. But then I do think you can also take it too far, where it's like, all right, now you're trying to look too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, yeah. There's, well, there's a rest- pants are too tight. Yeah. There's a point V-neck of is like too low. Like, <laughs> well, there's a point of restoration of dignity, and here's the, like here's my point though too. Like, yes, wearing suits it restores men's dignity. Yes, if I came from the streets, if I yes. came from being super broke, throw me in a suit, throw me in a tie, I look I good, feel right? 100%. Yeah, no, it's it's I'm all for it. But like, even what if their pants are tight? What if their mm. V-neck is too deep? What if they want to wear baggy jeans? What if they don't? I'm like, man, do we need to really be talking about that? Because like, yeah, that's true. I just feel that as a preacher, there's a lot of pressure. 100. percent Like, do yeah. I have to wear designer shoes to mm. preach good? No, no. Do I have to wear a designer shirt to preach good? No. Do, or my, do I have to worry about if my pants are tight or not? Are they inside? Are they in style or in season? Right, right. Like, d- does that stuff matter? It does. But I just, I mean, yeah. I just kind of wanted to say something to, to a young preacher who don't got the money for the clothes. Yes, there you go. That, that the clothes don't make you. And mm. to all you preachers out there that do, you know, we, we see you. You got fake shoes on. Right. And the shoes aren't anointed. Right. And, and I, I just, I want to stress that God doesn't anoint the, the, the tag on designer tags, designer labels. He anoints 100%. the vessel. Yes, bro. Yes. He anoints the vessel. It's not the car, it's the driver. That's it. It's not the, it's not the outer, bro. I just had to say inner. it, bro. I didn't know how to like get that off my chest, bro. It's like, true. Golly. 100%, like, bro. Your bootlegs, Scott, Travis Scott's don't I, make you more anointed. No. Okay. No. The, it, it, the, the fake gold chain doesn't make you anointed. It's, no. it's, it's not real ice, right? And, and I'm just, and just because you don't have it doesn't mean you're not anointed. 100%. No. David didn't have no, nothing that Saul had. When he was in the Saul had field? the kingdom, but yeah, David true. was anointed king. Are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. They said it was the runt. Yeah, bro. The, the, hey, David rejected those things. He did in the shepherd's field. He did, bro. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, he didn't look the part. It's the anointing that matters, yeah, right? That's true. Like, and I think that's Biblically, yep. we gotta look for that in the church, though. Yes, we 100%. gotta really, we really gotta look for that in the church. 100. percent Is look for 
um, men that are anointed. Yes. Men that are anointed and like filled with the Holy Spirit. And women, women that are anointed. Yep. Right. Women that can do some things better than men sometimes, mm-hmm. and you got to just let them run. Ooh. <laughs> let them run, bro. They're better than men. Like get like anti Andrew. Like women get, are gonna fly <laughs> my planes. <laughs> huh? I know. <laughs> Bro, that's like, why we got that cancel button. I just, <laughs> that's why we got- bro, it's just it's that there's toxic toxic culture doesn't stop once you come into the church. There's things yes. that are toxic in the church too. hundred percent, bro. And uh, that's one of them. I think is sometimes topic. people think that you have to dress, look, and like, dude, if you got it, you got it. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I just think like some some people need to hear it, bro. Like the. It doesn't make you, but if you want it, you you got it. You got like it. Isaiah, you don't need everything, Mike. But your mission, Isaiah, is different than Mike Todd's. Yes, yes. And some 100%. people, oh no, we're both building the kingdom. No, but you're both in, you're in different lanes. Yes. Peter and Paul had two different. They had the same mission Woo. to reach the kingdom, but, but but one but one was commissioned to reach the Gentiles. Sick. Yep. You know, you, are you hearing about, like, bro, like I that, heard. like that's important, like. Mm-hmm. That is so, so important. And, and Mike Todd's breaking culture, I think, in I churches where people yeah. think, no, he's dope. Um, our pastor wears really nice gear. And, like, dude, him doing that yep. broke some things off in my mentality. Good. Or it's like, it's okay. To, like, you, you're you making more money now, Ryan. Like, uh-huh. you're giving more money to people now. And you're you're serving more people now. You can buy yourself something. Yes, bro. And don't feel guilty about it. So that's what the royal <laughs> priesthood comes in, right? You bro. You the nuggets. Yeah, bro. The royalty... Like, in the priesthood, but then combined is like a powerful situation. That's the first time you ever hear is when Peter's talking about it. I love it. And I think that's important for Peter because Peter was just a fisherman, but now he's proclaiming, yo, we're we're a royal priesthood. priesthood. You see king and priest put together. Best of both worlds, Hannah Montana. P- P- you see- <laughs> that's what I think about. <laughs> but it's true, though. Yeah, it's heck of true. It's true, dude. I, I know. And I, I, bro, I look at Pastor Al, Pastor Danny, and these are two men that I see that I'm like, not only are they, of course, they look fly, they look great, but, bro, but they're Holy Ghost filled. Bro, bro, and you don't know what these men are doing. They're not pimping Holy the tithing basket. They're no. not pimping the offering. Mm. They're not pulpit pimps, okay? Mm. You don't know what they're doing out there. You don't know if they're selling books. You don't know if they're getting engagements. Attic, you don't know day, if they're, if they're running an HVAC business. They're doing. They're flipping Humans. houses. You don't know what they're doing. So, so stop bringing that stuff up because it doesn't help the church. Nah, bro. Mm-mm. It doesn't help the church, bro. No. When someone that doesn't go to church, I have family that doesn't go to church. And if they see a, a dude that operates powerfully in deliverance, and I'm yes. putting him on his pod, and I'm putting him on his content, I'm like, yo, this dude's delivering people. You need to watch him because you need to get delivered. Yes. Right? With a T. Ooh. Delivered. Right? But then he comes up with something like, all oh, these rappers, that's kind of, I feel like that creates a negative... So when you heard know. that, you didn't like that tape. Bro, it tr- I'm triggered, bro. Oh, you, you really didn't like that tape. <laughs> Bro, I'm triggered, bro. Isaiah, we still want you on here to talk about that. I'm triggered, bro. But no, I feel it. It it just, ah, I. Us as the body of Christ, bro, we should be backing each other up, bro. There's just so much more to Watching talk about. Watching each other wins. I, but I feel honestly, just a lot of clickbait. You know what I'm saying? Do things just to get the clicks. Yeah. Same. I mean, same. Same about the um, Ruslan. I love Ruslan too. But I see the. You know what I'm saying? I see the Instagram and I see the YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, <laughs> anyway, but I see Ruslan. Same thing though. There's yeah. certain things like I don't. I'm not a fan of like uh, like dissing the people. Yeah. Right. I'm more. I'm a gasser. I like to gas people up. Right. Literally. I'm like, let me let me amp you. Yeah. Pastor Jerry is the same. I think that's where I got it from. But it's like when I see you, very I'm much gonna, like that here. I'm gonna gas you until you become the best you could possibly be. Yeah. 
and us as Christians, I think it's huge that we're doing this fight together, bro. We're fighting the principalities together. We're trying to stick it out for the long haul together. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's so important that because we're doing it together, but we gas each other up. You got this, bro. No, you are a man of God. No, you right. are the dopest media guy ever. No, you right. are the dopest preacher. Right. No, you are, you know what I'm saying? You are the dopest social media guy. And keep just, on running, bro, keep on going. Focus is key. What, what we focus on. Get saved. Yeah, bro. Yeah, what we focus on is important, I'm on man. That. So the next, now, the next thing, I'll, uh, when you're talking about Jesus Revolution, okay. okay, you're talking about a dude who doesn't look the part. Yep. Who doesn't, it's not like everyone. I've never look seen it. Look at number one, yeah. I've never seen it. So I'm just, I'm moving strictly off what you've told me right now. Yep. Doesn't look the stuff, trust me. Do, yeah, no, doesn't look the part. Starts 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 preaching. Starts preaching, gets a chance. Yeah, and starts doing things really well. And then people get upset with him. What do you think? Like, so he's they said he's faking in front, but what do you think is at the root of that? Like, why do people do that? I think, I think, I think people, especially like the older generation, I love them so much. But I do think some of the ones can get stuck in the religious ways. And they don't want to. They don't want to change, adapt to the change, or it's like at that in the movie they were so used to watching the pastor do a certain thing, a certain way, programmed, and they weren't used to seeing the Holy Spirit move in such a way, yeah. right? In an upper room way, Holy Spirit fell. Peter preached, three thousand mm. got saved. That was something new, yeah. But it was also something Holy Spirit led, right? Right. So I think they were just not used to that old. That they were not used to it. And when they seen it, I believe it was of the Lord. Yeah. Fruit don't lie. Yeah. People were saved, bro. The church was the, the tent was blowing so up. Why can't we just accept that? It's it's hard to change, especially it's like I, I think about teaching old. You can't teach an old dog new. You you could. I just think about that though. I'm like when you're so I just used don't to understand, it, bro. I just I'm getting it's triggered annoying, again. Well, I'm getting mad. No, no, you're right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. why, why, are, why are we? I'll say we. Why are we like that? Like, why do we? 100%. Why are we so? My mistake. Uh, not older people. <laughs> my, bro, no, why but yeah. We, why do we it, see it was, something? I think I was just thinking about that movie. What's the word I'm looking for though? <clears throat> yes. But what's the word I'm looking and for? And in that bro? specific movie, it was literally the older people. But <laughs> oh. Like why? Are yeah, we so, but um, no, us, our generation, we're the biggest. Why are we so skeptical, bad guys? Um, like, what made us so skeptical, bro? Like, like, like when when we see something happening, why are we so like, uh, well, I'll believe it. Like, or someone's broken, getting saved, getting delivered. Why are we so like, oh, I don't know if it's real. I don't know. Yeah. Like, why are we like that? Like, why? Uh, hey, the first thing I think about the enemy's a liar. Yeah, he is. Filthy lie. And that's one of the, I would say, that's a, if I was the enemy. I straight hate the devil. If I was, if I was, I Lucy, if I was Satan out <laughs> to steal, kill, and destroy, prowl around like a lion, yeah. starving lion, yeah. what I would be doing is lying to the church folk, mm-hmm. saying that all this stuff is fugazi, mm-hmm. not real. Get, uh, don't listen to that preacher. Mm-hmm. Hate on the preacher. Yeah. It stops growth, right? Yeah. I the devils of division, yeah. gods of multiplication, I would say. Yeah, yeah, bro. It, it, I, yeah, I think that has to lies. Be, I just like I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, that's probably gonna be something I have to revisit later. I'm just kind of like, bro. Um, why are Why are there more miracles in Africa than America? Dang it! Probably because the openness of the Africans. I would say. <laughs> How often? I look, would I mean, say. Well, okay, okay. I have often been asked why there's so many miracles. When they hear this word, they believe it. And then God blesses, blesses them. them. Okay. I remember Pastor Sonny Sr. 
there was a conference and he was talking about the breakthrough mm -hmm. and the revival taking place in South Africa, right? Cape Town. Yeah. Shout out Pastor Chucky. But he was saying it because... It should be simple. Bro, I, I don't mean to cut you. I'm just saying like... Well, in, in the West, West, many people, people think they're too smart. Bro, too that's it, bro. Too simple. Believe and accept God's word. No, instead, bro. They question everything. That? Yeah. That, bro? That, I think... That right there, I think is it because what stops me... And I'm just going to be... I'm just going to keep it 100. I'm going to call I'm gonna call my own foul. Yeah. I've been listening to people say something sometime. And yeah. it could be fire. It could be good. People can be getting something out of it. And I'll think of how I could have said it better. Ooh. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's a competitive preacher in you. Because I but, felt like that too. Bro, I felt like that too. And I mean, it's right form of pride, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. I'll be, enemy, I'll come on foul again. I think, pride. I think there's work to be done. Yeah. I think that um, uh, because people are in search, like I said, of relief more than they are revelation, I, there came a time in my life where I had to have a, this revelation of like my relationship with ministry was unhealthy mm. because. As I, I came from a background where I lost everything. Yeah. Okay. I had nothing going for me. And then I come into this beautiful ministry, powerful movement, worldwide, victory outreach. They give men a chance. They give young men, young women a chance to, yeah. to build their lives back up. They believe in them. And it's awesome because if y'all are not familiar with our ministry, we don't hire staff. We build staff. Woo. Like, we don't go around looking for who that to hire. No. And, and, and we build. We build. People, yeah. I serve... I serve in the ministry I was saved in. I didn't yeah. get saved in a ministry, go to Bible school in some other ministry, and then go work in another church. Right. I got saved in my church. I got trained in my church. I got raised in my church. I got right. discipled in my church. And, man, I'm being worked with in my, in my ministry, and I love it. But I had to come to a point where God had to open my mind and say, man, hey, this is not healthy because, because I had lost so much, bro, that I tried to use ministry mm. as a place where I was going to get it all back. Wow. Like my clout, my respect to my family, um, respect to friends. Yeah. Because I was a drug addict, bro. Mm. Smoked out. So like, I was like, yo, I lost everything. People used to say so many good things about me. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, he smoked out. Dang. He's running around with his girl. He's a punk. He's this, he's that, whatever, right? And it's like, bro. And I came to church and it's like, I had this opportunity to like recreate myself instead of just enjoying the fact that God recreated me. Yeah. That I was born again. Mm -hmm. So and I, that's what I think. I think a lot of those people feel that way, bro, because they're not healthy. Mm. Tim Ross would say it like this. They ain't done their work. Like you got to do your work. Yeah. And now it's like God still wants me in ministry. I'm still doing ministry, but I'm just saying, like, I think it's my relationship with it is so much healthier. Good. Bro. Because it's not like I'm not trying to prove myself. Yes. I don't walk into rooms no more. Like, I'm in an interview. Uh-huh. And I have to be better than everyone around oh, me. Ah, that's so uncomfortable, bro. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do that. But then I was so messed up in my head, bro, that if I felt like I wasn't the best. Yeah. I would instantly throw myself to the bottom. Like, oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, this ain't for me. It was so toxic. Yeah, it is. It's it's like that. Like, it is, yeah. and that's why I think people do that to preachers that are doing good. It's like, I can't truly be happy with where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So I got to like kind of cut someone down that's a little bit above me. Yeah. Right. And then I'm gonna speak a certain way to people that are below me. Mm. And it's just it's just weird. Yeah, I just wanted to go on that because man, you were just man, that whole Jesus Revolution, that movie, there's so much so much in okay, there, Okay, so, no, so number one was the look. The look. The second thing was what? The uh, being able to 
change or accept change? Yeah, it's like a crab mentality. Okay. You know what I mean? Crabs in a bucket, they Cra- pull oh. each other down. You ever heard it? No, what's that? You've never heard this? Have you heard this? Crabs in a bucket never I would, I would love to explain. I love to speak. Explain so, to the young folks. So <laughs> what happens is crabs, you put them in a bucket. Okay. Man's on a pier. Story, legend has it. Ooh. Man's on a pier catching crabs. Put them in a bucket. As he's putting them in the bucket, he notices something that one is trying to crawl out. Okay. And he goes to go get it out, and an OG tells him, uh-huh. watch this. Don't touch it. And he looks at the bucket. Lo and behold, oh, another little crabby crab starts yanking the other crab out the bucket. Oh. And every time a crab tries to get out, another crab will yank him back down in the bucket, which is the crab mentality, which wow. is if we all can't get out, none of us going to get out. We all Okay, 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 okay. So I, sometimes I feel like people are mad that God's not using fail. them. Uh, we failed. If God's fail. not using me, and I know I'm praying, I know I'm, I know, but how can God use you? Ooh. I think people get like that. And I think it hinders the move of God sometimes. My brother, you need to stop hanging around crabs and start hanging around lions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you start hanging lions around lions. Yeah. The lions breed. Yeah, bro. That's going to be, yeah. So the look, then I think the crab mentality. Okay. okay. Look, and crab now, mentality. Now, now let's, let's talk about this, okay? They separated in ministry. They separated. They did. Okay. Because Lonnie was so frustrated that the senior pastor wasn't with him flowing with the Holy Spirit. He wasn't so, with it. So is separation bad or is it good? Or is like, I, like, like, what is that? It, I heard a wild story today about this too. But. Okay. Sep- okay. Because I've. I've automatically I want to say separation no because I think us as God's people should be together and tight. But if it's toxic and if it's hindering, if if, if you're under a pastor and he doesn't he doesn't have to you don't have to understand this. Most divisions happen or most separations like that happen. Abraham and Lot had had to separate too in the Bible. There you go, they did. Abraham and Lot had to separate in the Bible too. Yep. Right. Um, but. When people, Pastor Sonny had to oh, separate Pastor too. Sonny had to separate. But, but, but here's go. the here's the thing. That's what I'm. This is what I'm trying to freaking say. And look at how much fruit was bare through the oh separation. Okay, but look, this is what I'm oh, trying yeah, to. This, this is what I'm trying to tell you. This is what I'm trying to say is one pastor. If he doesn't see it, that doesn't disqualify it in you. No. If I don't see what you what you see or what God doing you, doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah. It might mean it's not the right time. Yes. And I think that's what people have the issue with is the timing of it more than they do the actually. And I think that's why it happens unhealthy. So I heard this story today. Okay. Dude wants to start a church. He plans the church. He has 50 families with him ready to start a church. Okay. Okay. And then he tells his pastor, hey, I'm thinking about starting this church, this and that. And his pastor's like, well, I I don't think the timing is right. He says, okay, pastor. And I'm going to give you something powerful right now. He says, here's all my church plans. Gave them to him. Gave it to the pastor. Gave it to the pastor. Then he quoted a scripture and he says the Bible, and I wish I knew where it was. Maybe you can just do like a fact check, look it up for me. But it says this. It says, um, lest a seed goes into the ground and dies, it won't produce nothing. So here's the nugget. There's a difference between me laying something at your feet and burying it at your feet. Okay. Because a lot of people want to just submit their plans to their leaders and their pastors and just lay them at their feet. Mm -hmm. But then they want to keep coming back every week, bringing it up. Mm. Like, what happened to that thing I said? What do you think about it now? Is the timing right now? Oh, like trying to fast forward. Yes, bro. But he said, he said, I buried it. And he said, I won't bring it up until you bring it up. Mm. I will never bring it. It's John. Yeah. John 12, 24. So it says this. Can you bring it? Scroll up just a little bit so I can see it on the monitor right there. It says, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls 
to the ground and dies, yeah. it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Wow. Some people, they want to just like, like lay things at people's feet. That's a popular term. Hey, pastor, here's my plans. I want to lay this at your feet. Okay. No, fam. I dare you to go start burying it and then let him bring it back up. Because then what happens is, I don't know how many, ah. what the time frame was. Okay. But so it's better to bury than to lay. Than to lay, yes. Because okay. look, dude, seeds. In order for seeds to grow, they have to die. Number one, and they have to be buried. Number they have two, to be buried. and the reason why people don't bury stuff is because there's there's very little difference between a burial and planting. Okay. When I bury when I bury a body, and there's no thought of it coming up, it looks the same. I dig a hole, I put I put it in there, and I cover it up, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. But when I plant something, I dig a hole and I plant something. I expect something to come from it. Okay. So it's it's in the heart of the person who's like, okay, I have these plans, I have these dreams, but all I'm going to do is I'm just going to bury them. I never would have thought us doing this would have happened in the season it happens. I buried this before. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> now I'm out there trying to pluck it up. Like, I straight buried we gotta it. Do it. We got to do it. Yeah, and, and it's, it, there's, I think there's a certain level of blessing on it and a covering on it when you let someone else discover it. Wow. When you let someone else find what you buried. Okay. They come across what you buried. So he says, I did this. I put it at his feet. I said, I'm not going to bring it up. He said, I, I created a role for me. I served in my church, did all this, did all that. And he said, then we went on a trip and my pastor brought it up. He said, hey, it wasn't good to plant a church then, but it looks like it's really good now. How do you feel? I, okay, I see. And he says, well, I feel really good about it. He's like, what city are you looking at? And he told him what city. And he said, that's funny because when I asked you, it's because God dropped a city on me for you. And it was the same city you just brought up. Mm. So not only was it the right timing, not only were they still going to separate, his pastor was like, I'm going to send you now. Mm. Trip out with You've never heard this before. You've never. never heard this before either. He sends a church out. He calls him up. He said, we're praying him out. Okay. Okay. And he says, in front of his church of 30,000, he says, I know a lot of you like this man's preaching. Yeah. And if you feel like you like his preaching that much, I want to encourage you to attend his church. Hmm. A plug? <laughs> Bro. I've never heard of that. And then he says, and if you're unsure. That's rare. If you're unsure, go for, I, I wanna, I'm going to say three months. It might be wrong. He says, go for three months and see if God will confirm something to you while you're sitting under his preaching. Pastor and then he steps off the pulpit and he'll do preaches. And the pastor goes, and I want to offer you this. Anyone on my staff uh. that you feel led? I want you to offer them a position and see if they'll take it and go to your church. Open hand policy. What? Open hand bro? policy style? How secure of that. a freaking leader do you have to be to yes. not say, I'm not only going to send you, but if you want to hire my best people, by all means, go ahead. You know what that pastor understands? If I plant something, yes. the return is greater. Yeah. Like you mean, to, so the biggest issue with separation is people have That's separation it. anxiety is this. I don't want to let go of what I have. Because I don't know if what I have is going to be greater than what I'm going to get. Mm. We have separation anxiety in church. Wow. That's why we don't, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not really, that's why church planting, it's not dying in our ministry, but worldwide, it's like, I don't even want to say it's dying. It might be too much of a hot take, but. <laughs> cold take, cold take. <laughs> but planting a church means you, you're like, I'm putting, sending a church is one thing. Yeah. I sent you peace. Planting is right. different. It's a baby. It's different, bro. Yeah, so, nourishing it, you're taking care of it. It's so, a baby. Bro, when you said that, so that story, Jesus Revolution, this dude brought up that story. Greg Laurie, okay, in that story, feels called to evangelize. He gets saved. They said, you're going to be an evangelist preaching to millions and this and that. Da, 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 da. Ah. He said, I don't know how. He starts a church in Riverside, pastors for 25 years, y'all. Wow. 25 years. Then he became an evangelist. 
That's what I mean by burying things. Because there's things, another nugget since I'm on on right now, like when you bury a seed, there's things in the dirt Uh that that seed needs to survive. There's things in your buried season that you need, bro. There's things when no one knows you, when no one's hearing you, when no one's listening to you, when no one's subscribing to you, when no one wants your ideas. There's things there, bro. Mm -hmm. When single man, when none of the shorties want you, there's things you need to get in in singleness that are going to benefit you. (laughs) (laughs) There's things in the dirt, bro. There's things in the dirt that every seed that God's given you needs in order to, in order to flourish. But with, if, if you have separation anxiety, bro, you ain't never going to plant nothing. So for all my people that are watching, right, when I hear this, because I'm this is new for me too, right, and it takes a little bit to click. So when you have, okay, you have a God-given vision. Right, 100%. Dropped in your heart, right? That's I consider, seed I, right I consider that seed, yes. For some of those, okay, I want to start a YouTube channel. Seed. I want to make a sound. I want to make an album. Seed. I got my boy Abel. I, I want to make an album. Seed. That's going to touch people, right? Seed, yeah. Deliver. Okay, I have that seed. So the best thing to do with that vision, with that seed, is to go ahead and plant the seed yeah. or be- bury, bury it. it. Bury the seed. Bury it. Not bring it up. Mm-hmm. Pray on it. Mm-hmm. Cover it with prayers. Cover yeah, it. Yeah, I guess we got to walk that out practically. You know what I'm saying? Because, and yeah. then when the pastor brings it up, now it's like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. you know what? You know what, my boy Abel? Hey, I know you. Mm-hmm. I, God put it upon my heart mm-hmm. to go ahead and have you make that album. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of the production mm-hmm. fees. Go ahead and make a seven-song EP. Yeah. It's going to touch on. people. People Fat, are going to yeah. get saved. Fat. And now run it. Fat. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, because here, here's the... Yeah, so just use that example, right? I'm not sure what all the details are. So no disrespect to anybody involved. But if I... Let's say me. I want to make an album. I'm in a church. Okay. Just like a really, a really good church. And instead of me going out and investing my finances in myself to go make an album, okay. I think what I might do is... If it's really for the people, I'm going to start ministering to people in my church oh. through using my gift on stage, developing my gift in front of people. Is that a form of, of bearing the seed? I think it is, yeah, okay. because I could, instead of, well, because usually what we try to do is we have something, we have a vision, we have a dream, we have a goal, and more than just reaching the goal, we want to prove to everybody yeah. that it was real. Okay. Because what happens is you tell people, I want to start a pod, and they're like, y'all ain't going to, why? Ain't no one going to watch. Ain't no one going to listen. So we'll jump and we'll run fast to prove to people Ah. that this is everything we thought it was, just to prove y'all wrong. That's what I mean when I said I had an unhealthy relationship with ministry. Okay. I felt called. I felt chosen. So I'm like, I'm going to go prove all this stuff to all these people, and that's not healthy, bro. So the the gas that was fueling your tank was like, I'm going to prove these guys wrong. Wrong. And I'm going to grind and preach the best message they ever (laughs) heard. I'm going to testify the best. Yeah, bro. Yes, okay. bro. Like I'm not gonna suck at none of this because okay. I'm about to be better than everybody. I ain't gonna lie. I got fueled by that before. No, that, that's a <laughs> bro, heavy it's fuel, real. bro. I'm telling you, it's potent. Heavy fuel. Bro, I literally fueled me for ten years. I went down to ten percent body fat because us as a family, bro, did a, a, a fat loss competition, and it was my stepdad, my Aaliyah, my sister, my mom, and we all did this thing. And I remember Aaliyah was cooking me like, bro, you ain't gonna lose weight. Bro, you ain't gonna do it, bro. You've been the same for like five years. You ain't nothing changed. You know what I'm saying? You still eating late. Yeah. You still eating cereal at two in the morning. You ain't nothing, right? And I was like, bro, I'm a this girl. Bro, yeah. I ended up cutting it's like to 10% body fat, bro. But all that Sexy. was all that was fueled by proving somebody wrong. Wow. That's huge. Bro, it's that's it's a it, that's what I mean by like But that was your fuel though. Bro, that's that yeah, was my fuel, yeah, for sure. For a long time. That's like that's not I'm I'm not burying something, I'm not planting something. I'm just kinda like, wow. I'm about to lay this at your feet. Here it is, y'all. Okay, so run back the explanation. Okay, so you got a you got a, a God given, you got a God given the vision 
to make an album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now my form of planting or bearing that seed is what? So you said ministering to people? Yeah, minister to people. And like if your church doesn't have a recording capabilities, invest it there. Okay. Like invest the time there. What what type of quality is needed? Okay. What type of like what type of relationships can can you build? Okay. Right? Like like you gotta start you gotta start thinking, okay, I'm I'm sowing seed. I'm I'm planting seed. Yes. So I'm expecting return. Mm. So I'm watering something. Okay. Right? It's not just about putting it out. And then you like another mistake people make is they think that just because you're in a church and you, you're on the stage, that everything you drop, people just have to rock with it. Mm. That's that's dumb. That's that's dumb, bro. Like if you want people to rock with you, then you gotta rock with people. Yes. So hang out with people, minister to people, meet their needs. Like we're we're not and that's all part of the bearing. We're not, we're, we're not, we're not world. Like you're not dropping a worldly album, bro. Yes. It's not all about you um, putting all this money into a project and getting it out in front of everybody and making sure everyone listens to it. And then being mad that the people close to you don't listen to it because they don't rock with you. Mm. They don't, you don't do nothing for them, bro. Wow. You didn't win their heart, but you're trying, you're trying to get them. To, yeah. You ain't want nothing, yeah. you, but you want their bread. Yo, but you want the bread. <laughs> You ain't win but the heart, but you're trying to win the bread. But you want their bread. Yeah. So it's just like, bro, you got to do that. That's why, like, I want to write a book. Okay. All right? I want to write a book. I would love to write a book one day. I love, I, but I, and one of my biggest struggles is writing. Okay. I can't write. So that's number one. But number two is like, who the heck is going to want to hear anything I got to say? I would. Yeah, because you know me <laughs> though, right? No, but no, 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 but you know me. Yeah, 100%, That's yeah. what I'm saying, bro. Right. So what some people try to do is, oh, I got to get people to know me. But bro, you don't ever, I'm not on Instagram, social media. We're just barely doing this. This is 13 years in now. So it's yes. different. Yeah. It's different. So you're building the platform and you're building everything you got to build up mm. and you're doing everything you got to do. And bro, we could talk a lot about, I just said something that triggered, uh, triggered a thought in my mind and I'll, I'll chase it real quick and we'll get back on. Okay. But some people... Are, too, are so busy trying to build a, a platform that it becomes a prison. Okay. And some people are so busy looking so at the... So explain that right there. And some people... Right I got to give you platform the... Platform or prison? So every, this, is, this is a coin. So there's there's two sides. People are trying to build a platform that it becomes a prison. And some people feel like they're in prison, but it's really their platform. Mm, okay. Okay. So get... Okay. Get, paint, <laughs> paint me a picture to where I can I can see it. Okay. So here... So scripturally first. Okay. Okay. Paul and Silas are in prison. But it wasn't really prison. Okay. It was a platform. Okay. Because they worshiped in the prison. Ooh, yes, bro. Okay. I feel this one in my toes. All okay. right. So platforms in prison. So some people, if you're trying to go so far for a platform, okay. that means you're trying to kick down doors that God ain't never open. Okay. So now you feel trapped because that's the definition of prison. Yes. Is I'm behind a door that I can't open. Okay. So you feel trapped in your life, feel trapped in your situation, you feel trapped everywhere you go because you're trying to kick down doors that God ain't never opened. Okay. But when you're living with the, with, the, with the concept of, okay, if God wants it, he'll open the door. Okay. Meaning God will open doors that no man can shut. So that means no matter how long it takes you to get there, right. that door's going to be open. Right. So that defeats this whole freaking hurry mentality, fast mentality. You got no time to waste. No, listen mm. to me. Listen to me. If God meant it for you, yeah. you can't close it. You can't close it. You want to be behind the camera. No one can close it. If that's my door, you cannot close my door if God opened it. Okay. So See, that's what I mean by I'm, some people are so busy trying to chase a platform that it becomes a prison because I, I'm not focused on the way out. Okay. I'm not focused on what God has given me. I'm not focused on what God is trying to do for me. Even if, if you're stuck in temptation. Yeah. You're stuck in sin. God says, I've always provided a way out for you. Mm -hmm. There's always a way out of, of temptation. 
Some people feel I'm trapped, I'm trapped, I'm trapped. No, there's always a way out. Yeah. But if you're so focused on, sometimes you won't take, maybe the way out is telling, is telling somebody you're struggling with porn. There you go. Maybe the, may, maybe the way out, <laughs> maybe the way out <laughs> is, te- is telling your wife because you're married and you're watching porn. Tell your wife okay. you're watching porn. And me having that conversation with my wife changed my life because in hearing her. So that conversation happened? Yeah. Okay, we got to dive into that because this <laughs> okay. is off limits. And in, in the eyes of some people, that would yeah. be an off limit topic. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is what the podcast is about. A- so let's, let's dive in. Ask me. Okay. So Ask I want to know. I want to know when when you got married, were you struggling with it before you got married? I was struggling with it. Yeah, okay. I got exposed to porn when I was about nine years old. Okay, so porn nine, nine years, years old. nine years old, doing everything that has to happen with with porn. Okay, okay. Gonna, I don't know if we can say masturbation, but that's what I comes. Think so. That's what comes with porn. Some people just try to. I'm addicted to porn. You're addicted to masturbating. Bro. There you go. <laughs> Like right. that's real. the dopamine sensation. Yeah, you're addicted of the to release, that. That, that, that comes with it, and I just at least I was. Yeah, I just I just want to make that very clear that okay. that's a real thing. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah. So that's that's what's happening. Okay. Okay. And uh, nine years old, I right. start I, masturbation begins. Okay. Okay. Um, everything becomes sexualized. Okay. Um, every interaction I have, every relationship, every function I went to, Completely every party, sexualized. every dance, everything was completely sexualized man okay so there was no innocent relationships for me there was no this is strictly friendship no i had a goal i had a goal in mind and it was to do something i saw on a video last night okay you know so that that that's what happened that was also a response to um to to some trauma i had okay because around nine years old was when the first time i was um I, I guess it's called. Nine is early. It's, I, it has to be molestation. You started at nine. Yeah, it was. I was. The mol- I was, well, I was at nine. I was molested. I had someone else touch me first. Oh my god! And that's where it was just like that's where that happened. How old were you when that mel- the that happened? That was nine. Oh, okay. okay. Nine. So, so it was all at, at once. Nine. Porns, and then with, with 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 an older person, older male, and it was right. just like we're just there. It's like a year older. It wasn't that much older, but I don't know what though. happened to him. He was from down the street. And there was a gang of people up in that house. I don't only so you got God molested know. by a guy down the street. <laughs> only at nine yeah. years old. How old was the guy? Uh, he was so he was probably a year and a half old, 10, 11 years old. Yeah, yeah, it was just wild. Okay, so when that when that situation happened, right? So of course it created a trauma. Mm-hmm. But how how did you start thinking after though? Was it like what, were you just like desensitized that's from just the how, get, or that's like how I it dealt is with what it. it is? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, you brought us some stats. Child abuse stats. Yeah, you can read them off. Real Before quick. the age of eighteen, one out of every four girls is sexually abused. I hate that. One out of every six boys is sexually abused. Mm-hmm. So you were one of the six boys. Well, yeah. I mean, me and another. I'm assuming he was molested too, just because. Um, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, bro. It and, was and like, where do you learn that? Right. <laughs> it was like exploratory, bro. Okay. He's like, let me show you what I learned. And it oh, was like, okay. It was so like, it wasn't, but like it wasn't doing like, it for me first. Like it was ah. weird, bro. It was weird. Cause I didn't know, bro, I'm nine. So it wasn't like a prison situation. I'm trying to like, shoot hoops, bro. Here. No, no. It was like this exploratory, like, but that's why, like, bro, like, like my son, bro, route. like my son's not spending the night in no one's house. No. <laughs> like, I'm not, let, I'm not letting a kid stay at night at my house, honestly, because like, if they're in the room and then like, I don't know what's going on. You never know what's going on. You know, on. and people think this might think this is weird. Okay. Like I'm weird for that. Nah. But like, man, I've experienced like from a good family, bro. Wow. A good family. Like my mom and my mom and my grandmother raised me well, bro. But um, so okay, yeah, now let's, nine jump, years so old. let's jump into it, right? So that happens at nine. Boom. 
and it happened by a man. So did so did that boy, did yeah. that did that spark up um, you feeling any certain type of way attractively towards a man? Because I never, yeah, I never, um, I never felt like attracted to a man. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, because I, that but 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 I think that I went into over. I was addicted to porn just because it felt good, right? But right. I think too because I was so ashamed of what happened to me. Okay. That I was like, let me overdo it to prove to myself I'm not, I'm like, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't know what, what, where that she is, but I'm not homosexual. Like, right, that you're not straight. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I am, yeah, that I am. Yeah, you're right. Like, but yeah. like, um, and I just had like this over like compensation for it, you okay. know? And uh, that carried over into my relationship with my wife. And we met, I was, I was 17. She was, she was 14 when we met. Okay, you were 17. That might be even like a whole nother. Because I was 18, she was 15. Right. I was 19, she was 16. Okay. <laughs> I was right. 20, she was 17. Aye. <laughs> we got married. She turned 18, I was 21. Oh, so that... no. <laughs> <laughs> so been, okay, yeah. so when that happened, right, of course, how did that How did that trauma come in when you guys built that relationship? I mean, it, it must took, have been heavy. Yeah, we were both super broken. Okay. And her response to her trauma was totally different than mine. Okay. And she has her own set of trauma. Maybe one day we'll just, she'll be a guest. Yes. But um, uh, when she found, like, I, it was early, bro. It was like, we're like a, several months into dating. Yeah. Like, Did and, you tell her from the gate? Oh, or? God, no. I denied it probably up until, man, probably like a couple years ago. Probably it's like a couple years ago, bro. Like. Where oh, we really okay? So yeah, you're talking about yeah. after because marriage. I had like this revolution you in my of like ministry. Like when 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 I got when I got removed from being a regional, I kind of questioned everything. Okay, right? Because I was I really wanted to serve in that role. Yes, and I just didn't fit the position. Right, okay. like what God was doing in my life. That's that that whole separation thing comes from that. Right, yes. it's like, dude, I was kind of going a different direction, not in a different ministry, just my life and how God wanted to use me. Yeah. And, and uh, it just didn't fit the role. So I felt like bad because of my relationship with ministry was bad. Yeah. I was proving everybody that I'm defeating the odds. I'm doing this. No matter what people proving think, I'm wrong. still doing it. Yeah. And then they're like, no, you're just wrong. <laughs> like, you don't fit. So it's like, okay, <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> so around that time, that's, and that's as a regional. Yes. Right? As a regional, I'm still like battling with porn, bro. Okay. A region I oversaw English and Spanish ministries yep. in Arizona. So it was like Multiple it was churches. like 10, 10 youth ministries that I oversaw. Yep. And then quarterly we'd gather them all those youth ministries together and yep. we'd have a huge service called a regional service. Yes. And then my responsibility also was to communicate the international vision. Yep to that my region to assure that the vision was staying strong mm. throughout all those churches. Okay. So it was it was a uh, most, if you're like campus pastors, they understand that, yes. right? Like if you're a campus pastor and you're, say you're Stephen Furtick's campus pastor. Okay. Um, you run a campus, but mm -hmm. he runs the church. So he speaks to the campus pastor. Campus yes. pastor speaks to his church leadership, you know? And that's kind of how my role, my role went. As a regional. Okay. So you're saying when you were operating in that role as a regional, you were still struggling with that. Oh, big time. Big time. Addiction. Bro. Okay. Big time, bro. Okay. Yeah. I'm still following with that so then my wife were trying to process through that and like she's seen it you know and then it got to what broke me through was like dude i'm done with this i'm done feeling this way i'm done thinking this way so yeah so how did the break happen 
Well, my wife has access to my search history. There you go. So she, it's like completely, I can't erase it no more. So I don't know how, I still don't know how she did it. Wow. But I cannot, re- I cannot delete my search history, Wifey bro. Wifey knows how to do, even on the private settings on the iPhone. Yeah. You can go private. She, it's locked. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't, and it's connected to my iPad. Cause well, for a while I was finessing it. Go ahead. I was like, oh, she got my phone locked. I'm about to go to the iPad. <laughs> oh, okay. And go on the privates there. Yeah. She was just like, no, I see it, you know? <laughs> okay. And then, and then, but complete accountability. And then Twitter was, was, was off the chains. So then I was like, I, I'm just. I, I'm just never, gonna... I don't even have Twitter, but I heard it's like straight porn, though. No, yeah, Twitter's terrible, bro. <laughs> Twitter is like, yeah. There's wow. no blocks, bro. Like, you, if your phone, so I don't even, like, I just know that I feel dirty even telling people the hacks, but like, like, Twitter, you can like log on from your phone, like like okay. not from the app. A guest account, probably. No, not even like not from the app. So if I have privacy settings on my phone okay. or on my Twitter account okay. through the app, but I log on, I go to my search engine, I type in twitter.com, sign in, and not through the app, it'll bypass all that stuff. Um, well, because my wife has my search history locked, she can see that too, so she could block me from seeing it. I know. I was bro. I was like. Bro, yeah, I was going crazy, bro. I'm like, it is what it is. Okay. Um, so but- now I want to get into this. Okay, so when you guys when you guys first started, right, nine years old, you guys got together, she was 14, you were 17, uh-huh. boom. Okay, now when you guys were together in high school, right, uh-huh. were, were, there any, were there any moments in the relationship where problems arise yeah. rooted from that trauma, the yeah, porn bro. addiction, like get into that? Tons, bro. There was tons of fights, so I get... She would she would find out I'm watching it and she would get to this day it just grosses her out. So she hated it since fourteen. Since yeah, she hates you're it. Sicko. Yeah, you're okay. nasty. You a, you okay? You're a nasty boy. Yeah. So And of yeah. course, because you really, really liked it, you probably it probably encouraged you to change, right? I, well another like like I guess background to that is like my wife's a church girl. Okay. Bro, I'm just from I'm from the scrapes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. So like I just thought like this is what we all do out here. Oh, this it wasn't normal. even a big deal. Okay, I got it. But now that I'm safe, I understand things. I I know, but like to her, she's like, it's gross, disgusting. You kidding me? But whatever, whatever. But then when it really hit me, bro, was when she was like, "Is that what you want? Like, I don't look like that." Mm. I'm like, "No, like I love you." Yeah. She said, "But you're looking at this. You're looking at that." And I'm like, "Yep." Like and I didn't think it affected you like that. Right. Like it's just something I Insecurities did. Insecurities could arise. Yeah, like it's better than I'm like yep. it's better than I'm cheating. Man, and yeah. she's like, no, that is cheating. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that that's gonna that's difficult for yep. me. But when she started opening up to me about that stuff, then it was just like I would deny it. I'm not watching. And she would find it. She'd find it. She'd find it. She'd find it. And you know the breakthrough so happened. 17, 18, 19. When yeah. did your first initial breakup take place? Um, probably. I don't remember when I got removed from being like the regional, bro. But that's like probably when it really happened. Oh, I mean, it, it, went, oh, it went okay. from it went from like every it, it went out. from like everyday usage, okay. like to like I get saved. Then you have spurts. I'm six months, oh. and then it's like, dang it. <laughs> it's like so you know fapping for six months. <laughs> yeah, six there's, months. A, there's a good fap. So yep. it's like no fap, and then okay. it's like then just something would happen. Like I would like I would wrestle with my thoughts and myself, like who I am and how I am, because. Dude, when you don't tell somebody it's something, talk about. Yes. like you have, like you when when you release something, you rob the power that it holds on you. Okay, like you have to like be, and I thank God for my wife, bro. That yes. like I could, because who am I gonna? I can't tell my mom. God, uh-huh. like that's my advice to like to youth that are struggling. Like yes. tell your tell your mom, because if your mom knows you're doing that, bro, and you Complete think and you and you think about like yes. man, my mom knows, it's gonna help. Okay, 
but um even seeing therapy like having therapists for that is gonna help but like letting her know and then her kind of like taking a stand and like this is not gonna be okay like this yeah. is not cool not not like man of god not man of god whatever but i was yeah you know and i think that yeah i mean i'm like I said, I'm I'm set free, bro. Like okay. I'm set free. So now, from what it. for all the men of God out there, right? Mm -hmm. Because porn is huge, especially in Christianity. Of course, we're, we're trying to sustain from that. Yeah. Right? We're trying to keep ourselves pure yeah. sexually, all that. So, what were some triggers that fired you up? Yeah. Because you were like no fapping six months, going strong, yeah. going hard, Good and question. and what and what were the triggers? So that the viewers can mm -hmm. be like, okay, these are some of the triggers we can watch out from. And then right. what are some certain like tangible things that we could do to get away from that? Yeah. So um, it, when, when scenes are, it didn't have to be nudity, but if it was just like, um, I mean, because if you ever like, if you ever seen kind of some like triple X films, uh, it's all in the, it's all in the, it's all in the foreplay. Okay. So like. If I seen it getting too hot and heavy and it's setting it up, if a movie was like that, they didn't have to show nothing. Movies, for sure. Yeah, bro. I'm like, dude, this is way super sexual. Mm. And that stuff gets burning your mind, bro. Yes. So, like, I just don't watch that no more. It's to a point, like, me and my wife, like, if we're watching a show and it just gets heck out of control, we're like, dang it, now we can, this show is good. Ah. Now we, we're just not going to watch it no more. Uh -huh. yeah. you have you I mean? watched Euphoria? Yeah. Bro, so the when I was youth—that's a whole pod. In so I, I was I was youth pastor when that came out. I watched the first episode because I hear Finally you talking rebuke about it. the spirit of Euphoria. No, one hundred percent. And I seen it come on. I'm like, no, dude. But these kids real. are 10, 11 in our youth ministry watching Euphoria, bro. So yeah. Uh, so my triggers were like any any sign of like promiscuity. Okay. Because that's that was like a big a big trigger for me like the um the rush of like sneaking away getting away uh. and hiding this and getting away with it was like a huge rush so if i seen that okay. i was like okay i'm off i can't be like that mm. um that's a big trigger um uh, instagram models were like a trigger like okay. i had to like i had to like check my feed you know yeah. so i what i started doing was is okay um i tried to tell myself like if and my wife has my account now so she sees my feed okay so she knows like Bro, there's no way to hide the fact that you've been staring at like booty cheeks, like for a long yeah. time because Instagram starts feeding you booty cheeks. Yes, like there's there's and no China is feeding it through TikTok 100. <laughs> percent We they, all know they it, bro. Pick up on that, so yes. They, so like I started a lot of new accounts. Automatically, yeah, you're gonna get prom promis promiscuous. Hey, should we should we stop it and do another one? Okay. Yeah, bro. So social media was big. Okay. I try to go without it, but I, I like I, I like being connected, bro. And I don't I don't ever want to let my my sin nature control um, what I'm going to do for God. Yes. Right. Uh, about was fully ready. Like, hey, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut out on the flyer. If, you're, if you're right. Eye, whatever. Right. So I'm like ready to do that. So I just got my wife on board and man, she helped me, bro. She Beautiful. helped me so, so much. And Shout out to, to to wifey, bro, for just being down and not like letting my dirty parts uh. Uh, and my ugly parts um, of my life like cause her to just like treat me different, look at me it. different. Um, she understood that I was I'm, I'm a broken man. She stuck she stuck through it with me, and uh, now I'm thinking even totally different, like having a son. Yes. So I'm like, but yeah, practically, so bro. So now, okay, I love the wifey part. You know me, 27, single. Yeah. Okay, I'm boxing the devil. Yeah. Every, because I love sex. <laughs> I love it, bro. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 
um, the release, the dopamine, all that. Uh-huh. What do you say for the young man? I'm just going to make it general, right? Because right now, I even watched, okay, even Bradley Maher, no fapping. No fapping's a trend. And it's because it's so detrimental, bro. Yes. And it, yes, it, and it kills, bro, it kills confidence as a man. That's one, number one. It, 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 kills, um, it kills, like, being motivated, like, mm-hmm. cause depression. It leads to depression. It leads yes. to depression. It's a gateway to depression, for sure. And, and, bro, like, the whole wave right now is, like, people are starting to talk about how toxic. Yeah, it's bad. Porn, masturbation is. Yeah, it's bad. And these are people that are not even going to church. Yeah, well, bro, because there's, there's been a huge shift in culture that girls can make six figures on OnlyFans. OnlyFans, yep. Right? And yep. they're making on money, Pornhub, but, it, but it's crushing the man. You know? And okay. uh, Now, big question. Do you think it's demonic? Absolutely. <laughs> That's too easy, yeah. <laughs> I, but I think people need to understand it, though. Like, when we say, is it demonic? Meaning, like, is it is it something that can be broken fit like solely mm. in the flesh. No, it can't be broken nope. like that. It it's a constant I think, battle, I constant think, fight every day for yeah, me. I, I think that you need to be um, a spiritual man to really, to honestly truthfully break that. Yes. Because, um, and if you don't treat it as such, as a Christian man, not treating it like it was the mind, I just treat it as like, oh, it's just this part of me. I like I thought I could just discipline myself okay. to break through. You're not going to do that, bro. Mm. You're not, it's, Apostle Paul had a thorn in his flesh. Yep. King like, David messed with Bathsheba. It's so huge. It's, it's a part, like, if I could be perfect, I would be Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so, But I, obviously I'm not. Because um, you don't pipe. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it, man, it's, yeah, it's, you're not going it, to, it, I think it is. I think it's 100% demonic. I think it can be, it can be defeated by the Spirit of God, with the Spirit of God, with yes. the Holy Spirit's help. And when you start treating it like, dang, and if you're single, I would treat it like, okay, would my future wife approve of this? Okay. It, it, would, would my future wife like me looking at this? Mm. Um, um, thinking about my, like, what would I say to myself at nine years old? Yes. You know, how would I break out of this? How would I get out of this? And then you start putting in perspective what's really important. Wow. And when you start treating social media like, I'm social. My social media account is the world's window into my life. Yep. It's not my window into the world. Come on. I'm not sitting in my house like, what am I missing out on? What am I looking out mm. on? I don't need. That's not why I'm on there. Yeah. That's not why I'm on. I'm on there because I want to give people a look into my life. Good. So for those people that are in their little rooms, scared to get onto the world, scared to experience things, and they see out the, out their window into the world, they're like. Oh wow, that guy's life looks great. Right. Maybe they'll come across the pod. Maybe they'll come across some content. Maybe they'll come across something yep. that can change their life, man. But if you want to break that, you have to understand. You have to treat it like that. Got it. So because for that young single man, automatically you start talking about okay, you have you're doing it because you're fighting for some fighting for something. Yeah, bro. Fighting for my future wife. You might fighting have, for myself. And you might have to deal with son. you might have to deal with your trauma. You might have to do some work. Okay. You know, I think that I don't know what the stats are. But if we could pull some stats up on like how many people are addicted to porn have been molested, Oof. it's it's probably high. How many people that are in that are acting in porn mm. have been molested? Yep. Um, I, th- I think the numbers would be pretty high. A hundred percent. Um, because something I think something's broken because it's yeah. sacred. It's yes. sacred. Sex between a man and a woman is sacred, and I think that um, yeah, I think it's something that just porn is huge, and and the fact that it's a trend right now in the world. It's yeah. in the world, bro. Like I'm watching, I'm watching all the podcasts, right? Yeah. No boy, Paul, Full Sam, Paul, Bradley Martin, Pod. So it's like, like bro, a given fact. Look at bro, these are ridiculous, bro. Forty million U.S. adults regularly 
visit internet pornography sites. 10% 40 mil. of U.S. adults admit to having an addiction to porn. Okay. 17% of all women struggle with, with it. 20% of men, 13% of women admit to accessing porn while at work. Oh. My God. 70% of women um, admit to keeping their life, their cyber activity secret. Uh, one of three visitors of all adult websites is is a woman. Women favor chat rooms twice as much as men. And this is what I'm, what I'm talking about, bro. Is like they've made it so like if 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 you if you're gonna be nasty on the internet, yeah, and you are willing enough to record it, mm -hmm. there's someone that wants to watch it. Yep, and someone's and, gonna pay. Yeah, and it just gets it just gets it, it, it gets awesome. ugly. Yeah, it gets ugly, bro. And I think that's why you see so little men. In church, yes. taking their place because people are wondering all the time, why is there so many women in the church? And it's only in American churches. I heard, I heard, and Christian church. Remember, you well, were yeah, saying well, something about I, the Christian well, church stat. Well, that's what I was saying. Like I heard that, like every religion around the world, every church outside of America, male, men, men, men are on the rise. Or male dominant, yeah, they're male dominant. But in America, they're not. And I think it has a lot to do with the freaking porn, bro. Yeah, and like how it, like it's monetized. And I think this, it's hard to stand on the pulpit and be a powerful, confident man of God when you know. You got these images burning your mind, ah. burning your brain, and you know what you've been doing, mm -hmm. and you're wondering, why is God using me? Why is God doing this? Because he loves you, and he has grace, and yes. he has mercy on you, and he wants to see you overcome it. Yes. And and to be honest with you, yeah, if once you get rid of the porn, once you get rid of that sin, once you get rid of it out of your life, there's going to be other things you got to work on, like your heart, yep. like your mind, character. like the way you view things, your yes. character. There's always going to be something you can work on, man, but there's something so shameful, man, about Knowing that you're you're watching that man, you really shouldn't be watching it. You know, hundred percent. So, yeah, nah, bro. When, once once you learn how to how to conquer it daily, it's a game changer. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, for me, it was it was the thing of chasing that dopamine, mm -hmm. chasing that rush, and is is not until you come into that realization is like God's the greatest dopamine, the yeah. greatest rush that you could possibly yeah. get in your life. That the things change. Well, we got some stats right here. All right. The porn industry's annual revenue is more than the NFL, oh. NBA, MLB combined. It is also more than the combined revenues of ABC, CBS, yes. and NBC. Mm. That is wild, bro. And it's facts. And, but you got to understand, that's what we're fighting against, though. Yes, bro. So that's what I try to, t I try to tell people yes. is like, you're on your phone. Look There's so one. much money's being poured into it. It goes a whopping 70% of Christian youth pastors, 70, it's like... Dang near all report that they have at least one team come to them for help in dealing with pornography in the in the past 12 months. Yeah, it's big, bro. It's an everyday fight, and the reason why it's essential to pray, to read, to fast yeah. is because, bro, we're dealing with these things every single day, bro. And that's why, though, like back in the old school, bro, they were like, the, the television's the devil. <laughs> it's like it's the one-eyed demon, like, bro. And it sounds dramatic, but it's true. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's like kind of. If you want to live for God, man, you gotta. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's yep. more things to talk about than like how someone's dressed or how they look. You know, there's real things, bro. That like these are my favorite subjects. Yeah, people just need they need revelation on, man. And I just I don't know. There's not a lot of people. Shout out to Tim Ross, man, because he talked about it a couple months ago when he started his pod. Did he say he was a porn star. Tim Ross? No, no, he had a porn star on his pod though. Oh. <laughs> He said he was. No. No. But, bro, he talked about it. He straight up he said, say? though. He was like, go ahead. He was young, too, but, like, when he got started on it. But he just said, like, 
he could talk about it on the pod that he couldn't talk about it on the pulpit. And yes. here's the thing. When I'm discipling somebody, yes. and we can have this conversation. And that's yes. what I hope, bro. Honestly, this is why I do this. And this, we might be funny sometimes. We might be goofy sometimes. We might say some things that like, oh, my God, did he say that? Yeah. Listen, if you invite us to preach at your, preach at your church, I'm not going to say masturbation on the pulpit. No, I'm, but if I'm discipling somebody, I'm, I'm that, I use those words. I use those things and, and those those terms. And I say things to people, to young men, to try to get them a breakthrough. Yes, bro, because they understand that. Because language. one of the, an, another huge thing is fatherless, is young is young men that were yes. fatherless, that, that they don't know how a father should sound. Check this one out, dude. 68%. Go ahead. Okay. 68% of church-going men and over 50% of pastors view porn on a regular basis. Yeah, bro. 50% of pastors. Yeah, bro. I mean, I... Yeah. It's And that goes to show me that, bro... Porn is an everyday battle. Like you said, it's not like you're going to kick it, you're going to break it, and it's no, gone. It's like, yeah, for me, I have to pray. I have to, I have to stay yeah. spiritual in my disciplines or else I will watch porn. Yeah. I, it's just too, it's too easy, bro. Too easy. Yeah, it's too easy, man. It's way too easy, bro. That's and it's that like, and it's nuts. so, it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a, it's a blink of an eye. It ain't no one there. Like, nope. it's not, you're not there for a long time. No, bro. <laughs> I'm in and out. Yes. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. The more I'm thinking about it, man, the more I'm, I'm, I'm things yeah. are getting unlocked in my mind. I'm yeah. like, okay, I understand kind of how I got trapped in that matrix. Yes. And it's so easy to go back to that matrix. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, that's the thing. Heroin is one thing. Yeah. Porn is like. Bro, go to your phone. I can do it real well, that's right what I, now. Well, that's what I was getting ready to tell you is like, I, it, it is, it is a, it's a huge thing, bro, because Dude. I can stay away from the block where I used to buy my heroin. Yep. But, and, and they can't do nothing. They can come try to find me, but it's harder. Yep. But when I got a multi-million, probably a billion dollar industry. Yep. That's paying to put things in front of me. And in an infinity box that stays bro, on us and, all and, day. And you got to <laughs> like, bro, my, my son watches, um. He watches Miss Rachel. Uh -huh. But if I just let that thing play in autoplay, I don't know what's coming up on there. Nope. I don't know what's coming up next. Nope. I don't know what, what, what they're going to play. Know what's what gonna, ass coming up, blue chew coming up. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's yeah. what I'm saying, bro. And it's like, they, and, and they don't care. Nope. And that's why I'm getting like, my, my blood's on to boil a little bit because I'm like, yeah. I've been on this like, I hate the devil thing and I really do hate him right now, bro, because it's like... I did sense that when you were preaching. <laughs> bro, yeah, yeah. You're I'm on like, that. You mad right yeah, now. Yeah, like, bro. I'm just like, bro, because they don't the care, earth. bro. Like, yeah. they don't care. Like these, like, these dudes, they really don't care. No. Like, they don't care what I think. They don't care what I feel. They don't care what my values are. They don't right. care about I'm trying to get right and live right for God. They just said, "Hey, if you fall, you fall. If you mess up, you mess up. That's on you." Thanks for feeling. Thanks for thanks for helping us get the bag, though. Mm. And I'm like, bro, that's dude. You know, so whack, bro. Okay, I think we should. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up. But hey, thank you for viewing. This is our second video, and bro, we got our mics on. We're all juiced up. But once again, family, thank you so much for tuning in to the Off Limits podcast, podcast. where we talk about everything juicy, all topics. And, bro, we just pray that you get something from it, mm -hmm. that you will grow in the spirit of God. Yeah. And, man, be all that you, all that God wants you to be. That, yeah, there's, there, yeah, no, there's more to it. There's more to what God wants to do in your life. And you can't be afraid to go off limits. Nah. You so, cannot be afraid to go off limits yep. to experience what God wants to do in your life. That's it. Because that's what Jesus did for you. Oh. He went off limits. He was standing in heaven 
waiting to leave. Oof. He said, I'm about to go off limits, y'all. I'll be back. And he came back with the keys, boy. And you got the keys to your future, to your destiny. So we love y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Bro, the pointing set me off, bro.